What's going on, guys? It's your boy, Devin Nash, PSK, play-by-play. Play. If you know, you know. If you don't know, don't worry about it. This is a very special episode. First of all, before anything, I just want to tell everybody, make sure to do some research and keep up to date on what's going on in Gaza and Israel. Free Palestine. It's always free Palestine on this part around here. Also, keep Congo at the front of your minds as well. Free Congo, free Sudan. But with that being said, I got to tell you guys that this is a show that we did last year on North Carolina A&T. Their homecoming is this weekend. I'm going to be down there this year. I wasn't able to go last year, but this year I'm going to be down there. And so to my friends at North Carolina A&T, because I got a lot of them. So this one is for y'all. So y'all be easy and look out for us. This is play-by-play -play analysis. Devin Nash be on the mic, so you know it's hella lit. Better plug your headphones in on Apple Podcasts, and we up on Spotify. Ooh, on Anchor too. No parachute, we so fly. We talking sports and music. What's the newest in that culture? Better stream, yeah, you better tune in. It ain't gon' cost ya. We talking sports and music. What's the newest? Got exclusives. Yeah, we do this play-by-play. -play. Follow the page, eh? If you don't know, don't worry about it. The dynamic duo, they are back in the building, man. It has been a minute, but, you know, my boys are back, man. It's yeah. both halves of a thousand jumpers. My yeah, boy Dapper J, yeah, my sir. boy Bobby G. What's going on, gentlemen? What up, what up? It's good to be back, man. Uh, yeah, it's good to be back. Yeah, We're doing big things. We're we trying yeah. to do our thing, and, uh, yeah, man, we out here. We out here. We out here. Love to hear it. It's the play-by-play -play analysis podcast. It's Devin Nash, BSK play-by-play. -play. If you know, you know. If you don't know, don't worry about it. And the reason that Rob and Dap are here is because it's a special weekend. You know, a special Absolutely. weekend is on the horizon. You yes, know, uh, most people know it just simply as homecoming. But... You know, around the Greensboro area, y'all call it by a different name. You know, y'all y'all want to tell the people what it is. It's G O, better known as the greatest homecoming on earth. It's something everyone should experience. Right, right. Yeah. At least once. At least once. At least once. And I've been trying for four years. Hopefully, this will be the year. This will be the year. I'm. I'm Wait, I'm you still ain't made it to one? Not because you know I was a broke college student. You know, <laughs> like, I was. You know, I just. <laughs> I tried, and every year I said, yeah, this would be the year, and then it wasn't. And so it was like, I had all my friends that would go, and they would be posting pictures and videos, and I'd be mad jealous. And I'm like, nah, as soon as I get a real job, I'm going. So it's like, you know, this is hopefully the year. I'm halfway there. I got the real job. But, uh, <laughs> you know, so, yeah, I wanted to talk to y'all because, you know, for me, you know, I've never been to ANCAP. I mean, to Lord Jesus, I've never been to A&T, but, you know, um, I know a lot of, I met a lot of people, th mainly through you guys. I met a lot of people from there, so it's almost like extended family at this point. Plus, you know, being HBCU grads, we're all kind of in the same boat anyway, but. For sure. 
you know, everybody I meet that's gone to North Carolina A&T always got great stories. Everybody seems to love it. It's it's just deep. So I, I just got to ask y'all as uh, graduates of North Carolina A&T, what it is that makes the school so special to y'all? Uh, I'll go first. What makes the school special to me? I feel like it was home away from home. Like, this, this isn't even an unpopular opinion. This is a fact where North Carolina, the, the majority, if we do like a, a pie chart, North Carolina, North Carolina natives, you know, dominate A&T. But outside of them, the DMV, we run A&T from a fashion standpoint, from how we talk, how we walk, our music. You gonna hear Go-Go everywhere on the strip, in the calf, uh, in the library, Club Bluford, um, you gonna hear it's everywhere. So our presence is definitely deep. But I just think like, it's just a real cool place. Like coming there, I remember my my visit um, sophomore year of high school, took a, a, a class trip or a HBCU tour on spring break and I fell in love with the campus. And it just kind of like sold me from there. And then to actually attend four years and all the memories I've made, all the people I've, I've met, it's truly been a blessing, bro, to, to say the least. It's, it's been special. That's mm, a special place, man. Yeah. I, I came from boarding school um, my last, yeah, my last year and a half, I guess, of high school. Well, like a year and a half of the last two years, I did one semester back in public school, too. You know, shout out to the niggas, bro. But, um, <laughs> sorry. But, um, yeah, I, I like seeing so many people that look like us that were so focused on the second part of life, you know? Yeah. Like, we all, we all had, like, even if, like, it, it people weren't taking traditional routes or, like, oh, this guy's got a 3.5 or something or on Dean's list or whatever, it's like, yo, someone might just be an ill photographer or something, you know? Or someone might just be a dope rapper or like a comedian or something like you wouldn't you never know who you in class with you know like yeah the yeah. student body is so crazy and like creative it's like you're gonna find a click like you're gonna find a group to hang around like right. someone's gonna be like and again like you all are rooted but most of you are rooted in the same you know we all black so it's like it don't matter if you a hood nigga, a hood dude or a nerd or whatever, like if you black, you got black experiences. Right. <laughs> like like, yeah. like even within like, that other stuff, like a black nerd experience is just still a black experience. You know, hood nigga right? experience. Like it don't nigga. like like bro, it don't matter if you like the nerdiest dude ever or like the hoodest dude ever. We all walk in the store and buy something just so we don't feel like suspects. Like <laughs> Like, yo, it don't like, yo, being black, yo, yo, literally there's like at least 10 to 15 things that we've all been through, no matter where you from the north to south, whatever. Like, right. So, like, AT is like, AT really like a melting pot of black people. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, like, it's. You get so many cultures, like. And then you got that North Carolina culture down there too, which is you know, I, you know. And that's yeah, that's a hot. different adjustment. That's where the culture is hot, heat, and humidity. Nah, you can get all four seasons in a week, bro. I, I've experienced in a day. It. It's 
kind of like the DMV, you know? Nah, it's it's different in North Carolina. Like, I feel like in the DMV, I feel like that's that's happened more so because of, like, global warming. Like, yeah, in like, North Carolina, it was really happening where they get it. They get even a, a hint of snow. Stuff closed down. I remember yeah, I a party I closed down. to the side of the street off a quarter inch of snow, bro. And then it'll be like a monsoon, and then no, no lies. End of the week was eighty degrees, and I'm like, I took bro. I was literally in the cab one morning, and it's pouring down. And I'm like, yo, man, I gotta get to the dorm, get my jacket or whatever. I get to the dorm, get my jacket. I'm like, all right, I gotta go to class. I come outside, it's eighty five degrees and sunny. I'm like, yo, what is going on here? Yeah, (laughs) bro. You know how long that walk is from the cab to Haley. It's it's a good little walk. Good and that's I'm like, I feel like our experience, like for us to leave the state of Maryland and to go further south. So now it's like we're embracing like Southern culture and seeing that. Like for me, I started in 2011. So like no exaggeration, like going to the club, there were dudes dressed in like the Soldier Boy outfits from like oh, 07 Soldier Boy. Baggy tees. Like, Baggy tees. They writing, chains and shit. They writing their name on, on the sun, on the shades. And it was just like you had that. Then I'm seeing like 23 inch rims, like with spinners. <laughs> like I'm seeing everything. And me, I loved Southern rap videos, so I'm like, bro, this is like crazy, bro. Like right. you see that. Then you got like you got the New Yorkers. You got people from the West Coast. You got the middle. It's so it's like a big melting pot. But then for me, like I always tell people, I'm like, yo, like I remember telling Rob because I, I convinced Rob to come to AT. I'm like, Rob, you're going to know every North Carolina area code by the end of the year. And he looking at me like, why would I know that? I'm like, we're going to go to a lot of parties and they going to scream every area code. Like, we from Maryland. So we 301, you got some people who got 240 numbers or you got DC number 202. 220 But down there, 410 Baltimore, right. But down there, bro, they rep their area codes like hoods. So it's just like, what? Like, we be in a party, like, Greensboro is 336. We in the 336, and no one is repping 336. <laughs> Charlotte, 704. You got the country, which is 252, and they, like, super deep for no reason. Uh, you got, um, who's that, 252, 704. You got 919. 919, that's the Raleigh Durham. So you, mm-hmm. you got people like Bull City. Like, you might know Durham. We could. I know, like, oh, you from Bull City, like, and they repping Bull City, they throwing up the little signs. Yeah. Every time they do that, I laugh, bro. <laughs> you got, like, people repping Winston saying Trefo, like, it's it's really, like, a lot. You're like, yeah. this is really happening. My, uh, and no one reps Rocky Mount because no one says 828. Like, I, I, I probably never heard 828, but, huh? Like, yeah. it, it's a lot. It's like the whole world, bro. It's, it's crazy, dog. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, my, I got a cousin that went to uh, Johnson C. Smith, so I'm pretty sure he know all about that. He was down there for a while. Yeah. So yeah, they they go crazy it's, down there. That's that's what's a, that's like my thing. I'm like they they go crazy. Like I stayed up north, so it's like bro. They was somebody was like, yeah, bro, I'm from the two five, and I'm like, yo, we from the two five, okay? <laughs> two five. <laughs> Man, they talking about some Rocky Mountain. I'm like, I don't understand what. Or like what, when niggas say college thinking? park, but they talking about college park, Georgia. Bruh. I forgot. Hey, Bruh. You, 
thought Jack Jock was with the DMV. This like yeah, they like Jelly College. I know Young Jock was out in College Park. I was just I'm over like, there. There's no way in hell Young Jock from College Park, and I never heard of him. <laughs> he got famous. Right, yeah, no, that was crazy. That was my thing, though, always, because I stayed up north, obviously, like, and was always up in the north schools, but I was always like, bro, at some point, I gotta see these southern HBCUs, because all the, all the crazy, I mean, not crazy, but, like, all the good stuff, like, whether it's A&T, whether it's Alcorn, whether it's, you know, Jackson, like, all of them just seems so it's just different down there from what i've heard and so it's just southern and grambling all of them so it's it, like it, def- it definitely is from like uh like southern hospitality like everyone is warm and welcoming and like we from maryland bro so like niggas are mean we don't here. really experience that <laughs> yeah, saying, yeah. and like i thought i never did bro like freshman year a girl came up and said she was bad too. She was like, "Good morning." And I was like, "I'm looking around." She's like, "Yeah, I'm talking to you. Good morning." I was like, "Good morning." I'm like, "They don't do that where I'm from, bro. Like, for real, bro. Like, this is lit. You feel me? Like, the the hospitality was different. Um, but now in the South, youngest go. It, it's crazy because like when when videos trend on, on Black Twitter and they be like, "Yo, they wilding at these parties," and I'm like. I was there. If y'all only knew <laughs> what I was seeing, bro, and experiencing. Yeah. Hey, I'm Devin. I gotta tell you some real rap, bro. Mm-hmm. Rob is the most privileged first year HBCU student in the history of HBCUs. <laughs> <laughs> because by the time Rob came to A and T, we was fully established. He didn't have to take the bus anywhere. He walked only if you wanted to walk. We had cars. We. We knew all the party moves, so he never had to struggle to be like, man, I hope this is a good move. No, this is going to be the move. Like, everything that he experienced outside of, like, only things he, he missed that I got to experience was what A&T went into Miyak in basketball and Obama being reelected. Outside of that, Rob Rob saw all... He he knew no bounds of, like, failure and mediocrity. Speaking with, speaking like with... <laughs> you you mentioned Obama being reelected. You said I, I heard you tell the story a few times, but like, what was that night like? That's that's the night I want to relive, bro. That's probably <laughs> the single greatest day in, in college. So like that the it was after Geo. So leading up to oh, it, like, I remember like we had like Alicia Keys came, Kevin Hart came to, to tell us to go vote. And I remember, like, that whole day, like, I had, I had early voted um, in the union. And we're there. Um, and everyone's kind of nervous or whatever, right? So it was like, yo, what if, like, Mitt Romney really wins, you know? Because that, that was the thing. And we get to uh, my room, and my, my boy was like, yo, if if he win, I'm, if Obama win, I'm jumping in the pool, in the reflection pool, which when you come to a and You'll see it. It's in the middle yeah. of the villages. I saw a video. It was somebody jumped in it. One of them little freshman kids jumped in it or something. Yeah. Yeah. And like, so we went across the hall to my homegirl spot and we're watching it. And when when Obama won Ohio, he won. And I was like, right. yo, he won. And we're, everybody screaming in the dorm. And then we go back in our room. I was like, yo, bro, like, because he was getting to go to get in the shower. He was like, you, he won, bro. He's like, what? So the union was having a party. Mind we went to that party. They was like, we showed up too late. It's at capacity. He won, so they was like, hey, screw it. They letting us in. So we partied till like three in the morning, bro. Like we marching, chanting, people jumping in the pool. 
<laughs> Young is smoking weed in front of the security. Security not saying anything. It's like another homecoming. It, it people were honking their horns down the strip. Like it was, it was a special time, bro. Like I, I think about that day a lot. And I'm like, man, we really was out here. It was like a Negro I, Super Bowl out here. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a Negro Super Bowl, and yeah. everyone won, bro. It was. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a day. I, I if I could relive that day. Like it's maybe one of like three or four days in college I want to relive. That's definitely one of them. Damn, that's crazy. I was in high school when he got. I was in middle school when he got elected the first time, and then I was in high school when he got reelected. Yeah, no, my young ass. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so yeah, that's what's up though. But yeah, that is it's crazy. But like, I, I feel I feel some of that because I'm like I, I'm looking at. I was at Morgan for my homecoming, and it was like. This is the first year I actually felt like an alumni because it's like you move away from Maryland and then drive back to come see it. And it's like, damn, they done remodeled everything. Like, these kids got new buildings. You know, they, they changing the names that's, of old buildings. They out here. That's A&T, dog. Like, <laughs> that, that we're seeing is like, yo, we getting money for real. Right. Like, like imagine, we're getting money. Imagine losing your virginity in some of these buildings. Like, it's just like, you know, it's just crazy. It's insane out here. You know? Hey, yo. <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's for real, though. I'm like, bro, look at these buildings. If you had a good high school, then you wasn't. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, I mean, some, I mean, I, some people, I, not I, everybody. I feel what Devin's saying, bro. Yeah. Like, some people, I, not I everybody. You know? It, it wasn't in coop. The door I lost it was fire. So it was the village. Child to the village. It takes a village to raise a child. That's what they say. Oh, um, but Amen. you know. But Rob, he was saying you. What was what was it like when you got there? Because apparently he was just struggling. So like, what was it like when you got there? Oh, he struggled for a month, but I'm letting. Okay, the first. Okay, the first three weeks was horrible. Okay, like I was walking, trying to walk to a party. Got there late. One of my one time, my man's called me, and I think I was I was doing something in the computer lab. I think I left my phone on my bed, so I come back to my dorm, and it's like four missed calls. I'm like, yo, what? <laughs> Bro, they just went to the party already without me. They went to the club. I was like, oh, this is dirty game. That'd be, that'd be the worst shit. That'd be the worst shit in the world. It'd be like. Bruh, oh, nigga, we already there. And I lie to you not, it's like this side, like hallway or whatever, and there's like four bad joints just walking by me. I'm like, oh, they about to go over this. Okay, we about to have some good time tonight. <laughs> Bruh, I walk away to go to talk to them or something. Bruh, it's a fight breakout immediately as soon as I get over <laughs> there. I'm like, what the fuck is this, bro? Like, I remember telling Rob, I'm like, bro. I'm like, this ain't it, bro. Like, I've been here almost a month, and like, I ain't had a good weekend yet. And school sucked, like, bro. This is trash. He go everything yeah, far as hell, all, all the hills week. and shit. He like been in blackout his next week. It, like it's gonna be lit. I'm like, all right, all right, okay, whatever. One of our friends, K Dub, go, yo, if you don't catch a twerk there, then you just ain't getting none, like. Ever, I was like, "All right." Yeah. That was the turning point of my yeah, life. The rest is history, literally. Because, like, <laughs> again, let me let me let me paint a picture for you, Devin. So that party that Rob was talking about, we had told him about the party. Was it blackout? Out, right? Is what it's called? No, this before the been a black. The party where the fight broke out. Oh, okay. We had told him about the party. He was like, "Yo, I'm doing some. I'm on my way." And I'm like, "Yo, get here, bro. Like, I know the dude at the door. He gonna let you in because they were charging dudes." 
So Rob got in, and the party was all right. Like, it, it was a, a decent party. And no, he's not lying. He probably was in there maybe three minutes. Bruh. And then a fight break out. And I was like, oh, they talking about shooting. Like, all right. It well, was crazy. And yeah. then, again, so another thing that we didn't mention about A&T, you got an all-women's college across the train tracks. I'm talking Devin literally five minutes, maybe. This is, a, this is like a black school, too? or Yeah, it's Bennett. Bennett oh, Bennett's, Bennett's Bennett all is down the street, bro. Yeah, bro. I didn't even know that. Yeah, bro. Speaking of the women, speaking of the women, speaking of the women. For my for 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 the uh, for the uninformed, so like southern women though, I gotta know, I gotta know. First of all, they're way different than any girl back back home. Oh yeah, no, these so, women mean so, as hell, bro. I, I don't even. Let me tell you, you know, back home, a girl, you you hit a girl, like you smash a girl before she dance with you at a party. Like girls don't be dancing at parties. Like I came down to A and T. And girls were just throwing ass like it was a regular basis. This is what we grew up to do. And I'm here, I'm thinking, bro, my first time catching mad twerk, I'm just thinking, yo, I'm about to have so much sex tonight. Like, <laughs> I'm like, this might be the best night of my life. And I'm like, shit. so what you doing after? She just like, chilling. I'm like, yo, where's the rhythm? <laughs> I thought we was having sex. Like they just, yo, eighteen girls are changing life, and then just go on about their day. Oh man, what it's like to be newly single. Never mind, let me not go there. Um, oh man, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, we no, do. I, I think like what's crazy with like southern when it comes to like southern girls, they're they're definitely beautiful, super friendly, and that's the crazy part. Is because like they don't really know they that bad, and they just be like, you know, you fine, right, in your mind, but they like they don't know. But then the crazy thing, and, and and Rob can attest, a lot of Southern women, they got an incredible body, but their face is in. But Good. down here, they would be like, yo, she is so fine. And I'm like, her face is Butter in, faces. But, Just a lot of butter faces. But her body crazy. No, bro, her face, it's all right. I'm like, word. All right, bro. Like, I get a twerk from her. You whatever know what you, whatever like, you got to do to tell yourself. Whatever you got to tell yourself. <laughs> man, and, and that, so like to have the A&T women and then to have the Bennett Bells across the way. Yeah, we we was, uh, we were blessed, bro. We're blessed. And then we didn't even tell them about making our way up to Winston. Like having, again, you you and going to Morgan, you got Coppin nearby and then Howard. No, 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 Coppin don't count. <laughs> Coppin don't count. Howard is yeah no Howard is the is the one because I, I we got we got Bennett literally up the street then you got Winston Salem 30, 30 to forty five away and then you got Central an hour away so yeah man we didn't all collided a few times and it's it's been lovely <laughs> love that for y'all love that for y'all man I tell you I tell you. Like Winston. Hopefully, I get to see it. I'm really trying to see nah, it. Wait, Winston was dope, bro. I ain't gonna hold you, Winston. It was bro, Winston life. was lit for like four years until they had a shooting. Damn. I was turned to shit, and I was walking down the um, pathway from the barn, 
And I looked to my right and dude was dead. And I was like, dang. And something I will say about like North Carolina. So like the difference with North Carolina and like growing up in the DMV. In the DMV, you get your spidey senses when you know like it's about to go left. Right. It's either you want to stay or we gone. And usually make the correct decision. Right. North Carolina, everything could be you know, hunky dory, everything could be great. And then it just go left quick and you like, what I ain't even hell? I ain't even feel the senses. Like I can't tell you how many times I was at Winston on the stage with like one of the DJs or something and I'm like, yo, they about to get it popping over there, bro. <laughs> and niggas and they're like, What? No, they not. Two seconds later, I got the <laughs> it's slow jam time. I be like, yo, bro. You be thinking the DJ slowing it down, but it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Answer the beat, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Morgan like that too. I mean, it's the second homecoming in a row like that. Niggas just be shooting people, you know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw yeah. that. <laughs> Shit, crazy. I, saw it, I was like, dang, they they fighting y'all new union. I was like, y'all new union too nice for them to be fighting in there. Bro. No, it wasn't even the new one. It was it was like outside of the. It, the union itself ain't new it's just stuff inside of it is like they put yeah. the Chick-fil-A up and they put some other establishment up and they put new stuff up but I'm like yeah you know and our president be real sometimes he's, he's, he's too uppity for his own good but I'm not going there uh, <laughs> we don't we don't come to Morgan because it's the most lit homecoming nigga then why do we come then but anyway um <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, actually, I have no idea why anybody. Why anybody? No, no, no. They're doing nice. Though. They're doing. But we ain't here to talk about nah, that. We Morgan, Morgan, all right, bro. It'd it, it be all right. It'd be all right. The home, the homecomings are better than the actual like parties that they be having. But yeah. So, but speaking of homecoming, we we gonna hop to that. So, G Ho. So you walk in on. I'm assuming homecoming Saturday. What am I seeing? What am I looking at when I walk right in? Like what what? Okay, so the visual you know, Saturday on the strip is music everywhere. They got the parade early. The oh, parade, yeah. Devin, to this day, I've never seen our parade. Only reason I ever I saw a parade is because I had I, to cover one. Like, I, I've never one time I was high and I forgot there was a parade, so I think I was going to pick up some more, you know, stuff, you know, nice medicine. Yeah, and I was like, Yo, what is going on? There's all these people, and I was like. Oh, it's the parade! <laughs> it's like, what the hell are all these people doing bro, It took me like 40 minutes to get like 10 minutes away, but it was ridiculous. <laughs> so you, you'll walk, if you get there like around noon, one, I'm letting you know, if anyone is listening, if you have Sprint or T-Mobile, God bless. Yeah, I have Sprint. Your service is going to go out. I'm, I'm letting bro, you know. Bro, we was at a tailgate one time, and I'm texting the gent, like, yeah, I'm over there eating with my mans, bring the gents through, blah, blah, blah. Bro, I swear, like, these texts got sent out, like, four hours later, bro. <laughs> like, bro, we left yeah. already. What the hell are you talking about? So, I'm letting you know. Like, bro, your phone, you phone going to be trash. Just just let you know that. Oh, oh, yeah, it's like that at Morgan, too. That shit was crazy. It was terrible. Shit terrible. But when you... When you walk on the strip, you're gonna hear, uh, you're gonna hear the game. You're gonna hear people uh, have cash. There will be no money in the ATM. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't do ATMs. I don't do that. Bro told me that, and I was like, you sound dumb. And then I went to my phone some money, and I was like, hey man, can you spot me? <laughs> the ATM only run out during G-Ho. 
It never fails. It's good every other time of the year. Gino, uh, it will run out. How do my ATM run out of money, though, bro? I told him that. I was like, yo, get your money now because it's never failed. It will run out. And it's the only time you see a porta potty on campus. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but you walk and you see the strip, cars everywhere. You smell food. You smell a great plate. <laughs> There's people all over the place, and it's just like a sea. It's like a sea of people, and I, I remember I told Rob we went to the. I think the best thing about our our homecoming, if you're on the yard, is going to see the plots in person. So, them you you greet, and the Sigmas they they run our yard too. So you would have a field day. Yeah. And if you go, let's say the game start at one, right? If mm-hmm. you go to the plots at one, it's super empty. You can, you can one walk through, run through, skip through, no problem. Soon as the game over, soon as the game over, the plots, yo, is like a standstill movie. Everyone's we was around the cab, and Rel goes, yo, we come back to this place in a few hours. It's gonna be packed. I'm like, whatever, bro. We went back to the. Bro, we couldn't walk. Like, we were like, bro. HBCUs be like that. It's so crazy. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock. It's like, yeah, you know, it's cool. Whatever. Yeah, it's a couple you people. Yeah, run by the plots real quick and be like, oh, that at the plots. Word. I'm going to see you. Right. If you say, y'all going to see you at 6, good luck. No, you're not. <laughs> it's like, no, you know, you're not. The, the stars got a line. And, and nah, man, like, I would say seeing that, the tailgating, it's just, yeah. I, I tell people, when you compare our homecoming to others, and I haven't been to all of them, but I've been to Howard a few times. Yeah. Howard, if you want to see more celebrities, without a doubt, Howard got them. Howard like, got them. I remember I seen... Celebrities will be there, bro. My freshman like, year, I saw... Lance uh, Gross in person, I'm like, oh, snap, that's Lance Gross. Yeah, that's what I, I saw. I saw Taraji when I was in high school. I was like, oh, my gosh, she's fine. And then, yeah. you know, yeah. But bro, if you're got about, that like, love now, bro. The warm welcome of like a random dude gonna be like, "Hey, young blood, let me get you a plate. It's on me." Be like, yo, bro, they bro, literally will just give you a plate, bro. Oh yeah, then no, I'm, I'm definitely coming there. Yeah, no, because one thing a nigga like me love is a plate. Bro, I'm walking through people's tailgates and shit, and they be like, "Hey, man, you want some wings?" And I be like, <laughs> "Yeah." <laughs> Who says no to wings? <laughs> Why I look like saying like no? The, the the fellowship of everybody. Oh, I'm just letting you know. If you got a cup, don't ask. You gotta be like Lil Wayne. Don't ask what's in the cup. It's like, do you want some or not? right? Oh yeah, no, no. Yeah. Be like, you want some? You can't be like, what is it? No, do you want some? If you say yes, splash, splash. and they keep it moving. <laughs> Understand that, cup, bruh. A Bojangles cup. I was in class the Monday after Jiho. Oh, this girl talking about. Oh, so you don't know me now? I'm in class. Like, what are you talking about? She showed me a whole video of me catching the twerk from her own <laughs> at the plots. I'm like, I don't remember this at all. The guy wasn't there. Wasn't even me. Who is that man? <laughs> I don't know who this man is. I he could be walking past me and I wouldn't know a thing. Like that's, yeah. that's what I saw too. Yeah, it was like it always the. The love and, the, and, the, and everything. That's and the wild the thing. thing is, you're going to do all of that, and they're still going to have parties at 10 o'clock. So you have, like, no nap time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm tired. Yeah, just be like, bro, I just want to go to sleep. Like, we at that age where 
It's like pick one. You done ate all that food. You done drunk all of them drinks. You probably done blew it down, you know. And you done did all that walking. That's what I'm saying. And at 10, 10 30, they like, yo, we at the club. We going up. We? Like, like nigga, God forbid we having a squad party. Hey, I'd, I'd be here for it if it means. a long day. Meeting me a little fine job. I'll be here for it. But, like, yeah. <laughs> if, if it's just just me in there, hell no. Nah, 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 nah. It's 10 o'clock. I am tired. <laughs> I'm 20 whatever years old. Hell no. Uh-uh. Nah, but Gio, that's what's up, though. It's dope, man. Like, if, whenever you, you experience it, you know, we going to show you, give you the welcome tour. And yeah, you just gonna get a lot of love, bro. It's gonna be like, oh yeah, that's your man. Oh, what's up, man? How you doing, yeah. bro? And it's everybody's having a good time. Everybody there for good vibes, yo. Because that's the thing. I'm like, bro, all the all the A and T people I met just be cool niggas, bro. Like, just be down to earth. You gotta buy general, into generous, it, though, bro. Like, oh yeah, I'm here for it. I'm I'm good with meeting like, new people. My first not... homecoming, I was a little skeptic. Like, why well, you guys all trying to talk to everybody? Like. <laughs> But, nah, nah, yeah, I'm, I'm very adaptable. Yeah, it, it breaks you. <laughs> That's what's up, though. That's what's up. And then, of course, having MCG for himself was was definitely a beautiful moment for sure. That's what's up. That's what's up. And then, of course, we can't talk about G Ho without talking about you know the game itself. Like, obviously, you know, it's kind of it's kind of a little bit of a downward. Stretched the last couple of years, but that's just because y'all young. Y'all gonna get back together. The, the whole conference realignment shit. Look, I got to see Tariq Cohen. I was about to say y'all was y'all was there. fact. Y'all was there. I don't know what games y'all talking about, but I don't. I don't remember losing. Y'all was there in the peak glory years. I think y'all. The, one of them senior classes didn't lose a game for like, or only lost like two games, whatever. Yeah. But y'all niggas yeah, saw Tariq Cohen. Let's get to the point. Y'all niggas saw Tariq Cohen. <laughs> Seeing him up close, what was that like, bro? What was that like? Let me tell. Okay, so let me tell you the first time I met dude. Right, <laughs> first time I met Tariq, we was at a party, and um, you know East Lindsay. Yeah, definitely. we was at a party. We was out. We was outside at the party, and I didn't know who he was. And so we were standing, and these two girls was wilding out, and they ended up fighting. <laughs> and I was like, yo, bro, I bet you she gonna win. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you know, so I, get, I think somebody told me later, I was like, yeah, you know, that's so, so I was like, well, whatever. <laughs> that dude started, bro, I saw that dude run the ball, I'm like, the fuck, bro? I'm like, bro, I hate our quarterback. I ain't never oh, seen Devin, no, no shit. Wait, like wait, 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 Devin, you're not asking the real question. I took Rob this first game, right? First game. So this is, this is, Tariq's maybe his sophomore year because it's like the year before he really blew up but mm-hmm. he was Rob did he never questioned our running game I need you to tell Devin Rob what you were saying to our quarterback our quarterback was trapped <laughs> I'm gonna let Rob say so, in mind this so is his first game we were bro. moving the chains and then this dude decides to throw a pick so I did what any other self-respecting fan would do <laughs> Calling for his scholarship. <laughs> it's like take his scholarship. I was like, Whoa! Whoa! Someone should take his scholarship. Boom, this man. Bro, you can't say. <laughs> bro, looking at me like. <laughs> hey, see, I go to Morgan. That's a regular occurrence. Niggas be calling for scholarships. Stop giving them
We ain't been shit no, since bro, my freshman bro, year. Every so. other facet of the game was going well. Then he threw the ball and picked off. Like, Take this he nigga's money. Or he would overthrow a wide open receiver. It's oh like, my gosh. He cost him like 21 points by himself. That's the thing. I'm like, bro, if Tariq would if Tariq would have came in like a couple years later when he was with like those other niggas y'all had, like when Lamar was there and when some of the other dudes yeah. were there. Like if he came in with them, he was talking about. But nah, it's. I'm saying if he would have came in with them, that would have been crazy. That would have been crazy. Man, but seeing Tariq play, it's crazy enough. Like in 2016, I didn't, I didn't go to our homecoming game, but I went to Howard's homecoming, and we were, we played Howard for their homecoming. Right. So I'm like, hell yeah! I'm wearing my stuff. Yo, we mopped them, bro. I left the game. It was like 32, 35-7. Tariq had three touchdowns, 200 yards. And I'm just like, hell yeah. He going to the league. Like, to see bro. him do did his thing, bro. Did y'all, y'all remember that Celebration Bowl game? And you, you knew he was going. Yeah, me and Mario was talking like early. Like, like, the game he had yeah, against. I'm, I'm still mad to this day. I just started my my job and I didn't get to see that in person bro I was about to say yeah the game he had it against was, Alcorn it was beautiful bro yeah game me that was it that was, was, it was special was, bro like some Randy Moss shit like he just kept taking I'm like bro this man had like five carries for like 200 it. yards through five touchdowns <laughs> but then watching it cause remember like the first half he went crazy yeah. and in the third quarter he wasn't playing and I was just like so where did he go like I know he didn't get hurt he's like yo he's dehydrated Get him some wars. Game rate is something. We need him to play. They started, Alcorn started coming back. Real time. Like, you got to feed him, bro. Like, something. Save him for the fourth three, quarter, bro. and then the fourth quarter. Get came him back. a banana. <laughs> bro, like, I, I can, yeah, I can say without a doubt. Pause. He, he's the best college athlete. Like, I've seen with my two eyes. Without a doubt, bro. Now, I will say, I mean, y'all had some players that came through there, though. Like, Mac McCain, bro. I was so sure. He was going to be a first, second, maybe even third round pick, you know, which he ended up being. So it's like I'm like if he doesn't if he doesn't tear his ACL. I think he was going he was on pace. He was going to be first he, round. Seeing him in person, I was like, oh, he's strapping young. It's like he he's strapping. nice. And then when Chad Johnson came and Chad uh, tweeted Louis Reddick was like, yo, he the one. You gonna know his, he gonna play on Sundays. I remember but the ACL injury ruined that. <clears throat> I remember. They played, they came up to Morgan. It was a night game. I don't know why we was playing A&T at night. I don't know what they were thinking. But we we played A&T at night. And I didn't go to the game. I can't remember why, but I didn't go to. Well, actually, they sucked, so I wasn't spending my money on that game. Um, so they. We had to pay for that game? Well, no, not actual money. But, like, I oh, just, okay. I wasn't. Okay. You know, I was, I can't remember where I was. I was somewhere. I think I had to work or something. But I remember I seen the highlight. And I'm like, bro, this man took two. 100-yard pick sixes back. And I'm just like, why do y'all keep throwing to him? Stop throwing him the ball. <laughs> it's like, he is y'all greatest offense. You know what's so crazy, bro? So, I want to say my sophomore, junior, sophomore year, sophomore, junior year, we played Morgan at A&T on Thursday night. This is nationally televised, right? Yeah. So, everybody at the game, but we all been to HBCU games. After halftime, we leave. Mm-hmm. So after halftime, we went to the Union getting Chick Fil A. I'm like, Yo, we beat Morgan, we gonna win. I get back to the room, dog. I swear, like our corner gave up two 40 yard plays back to back, and we lost to y'all. And I was sitting, I'm like, we just lost like this 
on national television. And then when we so, did it again, and I'm telling you, like I don't know who your receiver was. He made a crazy like sideline catch. Yeah. And it was like the Michael Crabtree at Texas Tech type catch. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, we really just lost on that. I couldn't believe it. It so, was like we. I do remember us beating y'all, and I was like, that's that's payback. We came back and did it again though, because I remember y'all were on like the longest win streak in the nation or some shit, and then. It was like 2018, I think, and we were like two and five, but yeah, most of those were like, yeah, we came yeah, down there. Crazy, yeah, most yeah. of those were like money games though, so like we were two and five, but like three of them games ain't count. So it was like whatever, and then we ended up not like winning a game the rest of the season. I don't think so. It was it was it was an interesting time. It was interesting, but. But no, y'all, y'all gonna be y'all gonna be real nice in football. In the next, oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Two years, bro. I like this new y'all coach. Be yeah. Crazy. My brother played for him, so they, they won, like, four championships in a row. Yeah, but y'all, yeah, y'all like crazy. But, they, yeah, you know, so A&T, you know, got to love it. You got all of it, all of it. The the, the, the but, culture, the football. I got I to give, give you more history, Devin. My first year, so 2011, fall 2011, yep. we won a homecoming game. So every year from 2011 to 2015, I saw all wins. Mm-hmm. My freshman year, everyone was more excited than me. I was like, okay, we won, but why y'all hype? It was like, fam, it's the first home camp, homecoming game we won since 03. I was like, it's been... Oh, yeah, no, they used to be... Since we won a homecoming game? They used to be bad. They went extra lit. Like, it was... Yeah, bro. Me? I I don't think I've seen it. My freshman year was the last time I saw a homecoming win, actually. I think. (laughs) No, no, no. I take that back. I take that back. We we beat... We beat Savannah State so bad that they ended up switching conferences the next year. So that 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 was the other one. But other than that, yeah, no. So yeah, but let me stop dragging my school like that. That's that's not healthy. Oh, <laughs> uh, but y'all got you know it is what's up. And then in t- in terms of like the friends you met, how'd you how'd y'all meet the people y'all ended up like? How'd you find your clicks? Like where where did you meet everybody? How'd it happen? Um, well, I, I maybe not everybody, but school, yeah. So. That that was already ingrained, but how I met my crew, honestly, is partying, bro. I ain't even gonna hold you. Like partying, I would say is a combination of like me going to parties, uh, people in my major, and yeah, just random like campus events. But I've met a lot of like my, my good friends that in line to go to the club, bro. I'm not like oh yeah to this yeah. day. You ask. Anyone who experienced it, I think Music City is the greatest club I've ever been to. And they had a they had a, a, a phone party Labor Day weekend. So the thing, I don't know how how it was at Morgan. When it was a holiday, all the local, uh, like all the North Carolinians would go home. Like they would go to their respective home. But like, dang, so campus would be super dry. Hey, Morgan liked that too. Yeah, yeah and... So all the out-of-towners, we went to that club that weekend. And then I met some people. Like, that's when I met Troy Rob. Uh, I met a couple. I met Troy and Kevin and some other people. I'm like, yo, and these are like my guys. I met them in line for the club. Like, that's really oh, yeah. where I met. Freshman uh, weekend in line, line for the club. And line was like, yo, we here. So, yeah, that's where I met them. Yeah, I met most of my mother. <laughs> Roll around, man. This is it. I was like, who are all these people? <laughs> it be like that. It be like that. Meeting people through other people—that's like the best way to meet people. That's 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 what's it up. That's what it sure. is. And of course, you know, 
ain't no HBCU complete without all the history that come with it. You know, obviously at Morgan, we got, you know, you got the lunch counter that you see when you go through the student center. You know, you got buildings named after different people, the little Frederick Douglass statue up at our main quad. And I know, you know, with y'all, you know, it's the whole, the Greensboro Four, you know, but I'm sure it's, it's plenty of other stuff too, though, right? Like what kind of yeah, so, the, the stuff that y'all, you know, the other stuff that y'all ended up learning later. I mean, A&T Four is, is the first and foremost, and they tell everyone because, like, they were freshmen when they did it, so every freshman, we know that story. Um, the reflection pool, what they tell us was uh, freaking, I don't, it wasn't armed reserves, but, like, forces, it was, what was it, Rob? There was, like, a shooting, not a, it was a protest on campus that went left. Mm-hmm. And uh, armed forces came and ended up being like shootout. Like you, you see the reflection pool, like you see the bullet holes, like yeah. in in the plaque or whatever. So like we learned stuff like that. Um, I feel like a lot of schools like, got that. Like yeah, or, uh, South Carolina the 60s State. Was they, they, a be wild time, they be shooting. They be shooting at black people. Yeah, sure. South Carolina State, Southern Jackson State. They all had shootings on campus. Like everybody, we only learned about Kent State for obvious reasons. But like, right? <laughs> it was happening so, like, at HBCU. Then you got like, you know, like Jesse Jackson is an alum, so you hearing about his stories of him being a football player and him. Shit, he was a football player, wasn't he? Like leading the way to, you know, or leading his path um, to be a civil rights icon. Um, now we we have a lot of stuff where it's one of those if you know, you know. If you like really read and do your research, and a lot of as most HBCUs, a lot of great stuff put on our campus, and you're like, yo, he was here or she was here? Like, no exaggeration, sophomore year, I moved in early because I had, all my stuff was down there, right? And I remember, like, my dad was on me like, you better make sure all your stuff is done, or all your stuff's out the pile when they come to get it the next day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, alright, I'm doing it. And then I'm, I'm looking at the freshman welcome week, and no exaggeration, my aunt was on our campus speaking, and I was like, I could finish this now, or I could go see my Angelo and hear her speak, and then I'll just cram it, and if my dad get mad at me, so be it. I'm right. glad I did what I did, and I'm like, yeah, that's really that's really her, bro. Like she's she's speaking, and yeah. to just be in, in her presence or to see her, I'm like, yo, this is like a real icon, like a real hero. Man. So that was pretty cool. Um. And now that we really getting money, the little uh, talk series we're, we're having, like we we had uh, Mark Zuckerberg on our campus, like mm-hmm. you name it, they've been on. President Obama did a town hall on our campus. Uh, Hillary, when she was running, was on our campus. Like we we've had we've had some heavy hitters, dog. A lot of them, you're like yo, they really were here, bro. But yeah, it's just, we had a couple a blessing, of those man. too, actually. I, I, I can't remember all of them, but we did have a few of those. I remember Jamel Hill came one year, Mark Lamont Hill, you know, like it's a couple other ones. I can't remember off the top of my head at the moment, but yeah, they be doing that, you know. And then I know every HBCU has like the stories. Like I know Prairie View apparently you're not supposed to walk on the grass because they it's like a plantation burial ground or some shit that was under it. So like you don't walk on the grass like every HBCU has like a little thing like that so it's like it's always that's that's me I'm a history I would, I would guy so I always love that stuff our, our thing is just don't walk on the plots if you not a part of our organization <laughs> oh that's yeah that's everywhere yeah you you know some people will I'll, yeah outside of that 
we have anything that's like super sacred, Rob? I'm trying to. I mean, the reflection pool and the you know the the statue and all that stuff. Yeah. They don't want you to jump like Obama when it was like a a. You you only get this one. You do what you gotta do. If you try to jump in it. Now is your time. Other than that, yeah, you're not supposed to jump. Well, I mean, I figured you know because it's like, bro, that water. It's, it'd be like jumping in the memorial pool or whatever. It'd be like jumping in. Like, you just don't do that anyway. That water nasty. That's what I said. That's not the best. <laughs> yeah. Situations. But yeah, that's what's up. But yeah, man, I'm I'm looking forward to it. You know, like I said, I, I plan to be there. You know, all yeah, things bro, pointing in the right direction. You know, try and get the drink, try and get the yeah. the hoes. <laughs> you know, like all of that. So <laughs> that video is just hilarious to me. I'm I'm actually start the jump with that. So you know, <laughs> that's gonna be hilarious. don't go looking for the hoes. No, they'll look for you. Oh, hoes! Like, but yeah, no, that's what's up though. Yeah, like, said it best. All homecomings matter. Especially mine. Exactly, right. exactly. That's what's up. But thank y'all. Shout out to y'all for uh, stopping by the show. It's been a minute, but you know, glad we could get this up done with. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah most definitely. Yeah. So all of y'all, October 29th greatest homecoming on earth. Be there or be square. And if you're sure, not there, man. you're probably square anyway. But. Is what it is, you know. It's play by play analysis podcast. It's your boy Devin Nash, PSK play by play. Hopefully, I will see y'all there. And if I see y'all there, it was me. I did that shit. So, <laughs> you know, I ain't running from it. I did. Yeah, you know, if you saw me, I was doing it. That was me. So. <laughs> my favorite part of the show ladies and gentlemen and we got a special guest in the building for this section of the show is the people's champion the man with the plan a fan of the kings of the east you know wild wild west you know it's cold where he's at somehow but it's still going to be 70 this weekend so don't talk shit just yet if you're in the northeast anyway jamal brown d1 ignite university in the building what is happening my good man What's good, everybody? As you as you've heard, the champ is here, and I'm upset. A lot of things have happened in the last few days. I'm extremely happy at the same time. But you know, you Scully, you you the head of this show right now. We gonna let you get into it. I too am very upset. I'm angry. I'm pissed off. I am here. But to start this section of the show, I just gotta. You know, the NFL deadline traditionally is not very active. You know, over the years, it hasn't been. It's nothing close to the NBA or the MLB in terms of action. Like, you're not going to get a bunch of big name trades that go down. That's usually reserved for the end of the season or even right before the beginning of it. You don't get it midway like in the NBA and MLB. But for some reason in recent years, maybe with this new wave of younger analytically driven gms we're starting to see a lot more activity this year in particular was one of the more active trade deadlines in the nfl especially for teams in the nfc um and that is why we're here today because i'm here to just absolutely talk shit about the team that I observe in my hometown of Washington, D.C., because there is never not a good time to talk shit about the Washington Commanders, because I'm going to tell you what, honestly, 
This is something that we all saw coming if you listen to any local radio shows in the area. But Montez Sweat and Chase Young have both been shipped out of here. They both were in the primes of their careers. Chase is only 24, actually, so he's not even hit his prime yet. Montez is at age 27. Very productive for us. It didn't look like either one of them were going to resign. A lot of us figured Montez would be out of here. It was a little bit shocking to see Chase get booted, too. So... Yeah, we're here. And I just honestly got to say, what the hell? It's not even it's not even the trade itself. It's just like it's who they gave it to. It's who they it's gave who, it to. Cuz they traded it to. The Chicago trade was perfect. Like you get a high second round pick, essentially a bottom mid a bottom first, you know, cuz Chicago's bad enough that that second round pick is going to probably be the top pick in the second round, so you're going to get a really good player out of that. If you get a coach that actually knows what he's doing. And Chicago doesn't affect you on any big or small scale right? because you both sorry. If anything, this is more mind-boggling. The, the Mon- We're talking about the Montez one first. We'll get to Chase. If anything, this is more mind-boggling to me for Chicago because what is the vision? Because this is one thing. You're getting a guy. See, if you're a team like the team we're going to talk about in a second, the 49ers or, or the Eagles or the Cowboys or the Ravens or any of these teams that are actually contending, it makes sense to trade for a Montez Sweat because he's a rental who's a very productive player at age 27, a very good pass rusher. This league, you can never have enough of him with all these offenses. It makes sense if you're one of those teams. But when you're Chicago, who is a bottom feeder, who couldn't seem to have less of a clear direction than they do right now, you know, the, the the facility getting robbed in broad daylight. Like, you know, things are going on with that organization that just don't happen. You get defensive coordinators retiring out of nowhere in the middle of the season. You you you, you got quarterbacks talking about the coaches. Like, it, it's just shit every week in Chicago. Terrible season. This is not a move you make unless you are certain that you're signing this dude to a long-term extension. But there's... I still don't see the point of it is, look, at... Bare minimum, the best that this team is going to get this year is 500. But that's the thing. This move can't be about this year. It better be like if you don't re-sign him, if you let him walk, like if you don't agree to an extension this week, tomorrow, at the time of this recording. There's no point. There's no point. on, On top of all of that, it's just when a team is that bad, you should be stockpiling picks. Like, you should be hoarding the fuck out of them. Like, there's no reason that you should just be giving them giving them up all willy-nilly. And not to say that he's not a, a good player, but a second-round pick could potentially change your franchise. That could be a that could be a uh, a franchise defensive end or a franchise receiver because God knows whoever you want to play quarterback, because I'm not sure at this point could use one. Exactly. And that that's that's the thing. You you could even find a quarterback there. I mean, you look at Philadelphia found Jalen Hurts in the early in the third round. You know, uh Dak Prescott was an early third rounder. <laughs> you fourth know, round. fourth rounder, yeah. Quarterback. Russell Wilson was late third, early fourth, you know, before he went off the you know. Like it, it it's a lot of good quarterbacks you can find in the second and third rounds too if you if you're not picking in the first. So if Chicago is still not sure of what they're doing with Justin Fields, like they still do have a lot of picks from that Carolina trade, but like trading this particular pick just seems to be very on top of all of that. The NFC just as a conference is so wide open 
that look we we know who the elite teams are you know who your 49ers and your in your dallas and even the the lions are pretty much going to run that division for the foreseeable future yeah especially but but from literally seeds four through seven it's a toss-up the nfc south is not good at all none of them um, the N- the NFC East outside of the Cowboys is a toss up. Like none of y'all, I, I mean, the Eagles are there, but yeah, there's still room to make the wild card in the NFC. So there's room. We know football, as y'all saw from my costume, Willie Beeman, any given Sunday. Football is a game of it, one time. Right. I thought you were going to be wearing that for the show. I think you did tell me you were supposed to be, but see. You see what happened was. I mean, I'll give you in in your defense. It's not Halloween anymore, so like you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna cut you some slack. You know, if we would have recorded yeah. this two days ago, it would have made you know. But, but <laughs> you know, I wear that jersey for style anyway. Right. But any given Sunday in the in the NFC, for spots four through seven are up for grabs. Yeah, and and unlike the NBA, where the eight seed is just and unless you're the Miami Heat, the eight seed generally is not going to make a crazy run. To the finals in the NBA, the NFL, the AFC could fuck around and find out and win the Super Bowl. You know, we've seen it happen twice, twice, twice in, my, in our twice. in our lifetime. We've seen it happen twice. You know, so the NFL, if you catch fire, all you got to do is win two games. If you're if you're the one seed, if you're the if you're the uh, if you're four through seven, if you're no, if you're five through seven, you got to win three games, which still is not. Which is when in like, the grand scheme, in the grand scheme of things, things that is, damn, that's not that much. That's not that much in the grand scheme of things, you know, compared to the NBA where you got to win like 16, 20 games. Yeah, we, we say all the time, basketball and baseball, more often than not, the better team wins because you got to beat them four out of seven. Right. Well, like, baseball is weird because they keep changing it. So it's like now you, it used to be, oh, you, you win a wild card, then you got to win best of three, then you got to win best of five and then you got to win best of seven it's just weird in baseball i don't even know how many games i mean the the biggest uh the biggest question mark in baseball is who's pitching that day right because it's it and can you connect bats come and go just like shots kind of come and go right but a pitcher changes basically the whole team that's a new team from when one is on the mound one guy's not but football it is just, can you catch fire at the right time? Can you be consistent? And how hurt are you? Not right. injured. Injured, you're not playing. How hurt right. are you? Everybody's hurt at that time of year. It's just a matter of who's less hurt. That, that's what I mean. And injured, that's why that's why, that's why why death comes into play at this time of year, which is why the 49ers trade is so fucking aggravating because I don't understand. How do y'all keep doing this? Whether it's the Philadelphia Eagles or the San Francisco 49ers, why do you people keep saying yes? Because these trades are not good. A third round pick for a number two overall pick who's 24 years old? Why? To the team who already has arguably the best defense in the league? I don't give a fuck that they haven't played well the last three weeks. I really don't. Why? Of all the, of all the teams... Y'all want Bosa? I would have traded you Bosa for him. And he's I on the bye week, too. You know, most people normally, like, Sweat has to go to Chicago and, and probably, I don't know if he'll play this week because whatever. This nigga, Chase Young, goes to the 49ers while they're on a bye week. So he gets at least a good week to get acclimated somewhat to the playbook. Ian is definitely a position where you can just come off the street you and play. You can come off the street and play. 
Because all you're going to let you do is pin your ears back anyway. Yeah, if you don't know the plays, they'll be like, what, what is it? Today's Wednesday as of now, of the recording. They play Sunday. They will say, hey, fam. No, they don't. Play? That's the thing. It's, the, it's a bye week. So he gets two weeks. Are, are the Bears? No, I'm talking about for the Bears. Oh, no, the Bears. No, the Bears, yeah, they play Sunday. Yeah, the Bears play on Sunday. Fam, you're coming in third and five plus. Hey, your only job this week is rush the passing. We'll, we'll worry about all that extra shit later once you get acclimated. Once you get an apartment, we can talk about this. But why are you still sitting in that hotel? Bam, just pin your ears back, rush the passer, rush the passer, nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. And 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 then flipping back to San Francisco, it's just like, bro, you gonna tell me that, why do y'all keep saying yes? What is it that these GMs got? And, I, and I'm glad this didn't happen to the Eagles because I would have really had to start asking some serious questions but this that's collusion yeah it's it's really cheating at this point it's just like bro nick Bosa and chase young reunited like the ohio state days i just gotta tell folks you know as a washington commanders fan this one hurt a little bit you know because there's three things in life that i root for none of them are the commanders um no i'm joking let me stop but it's it's, it's three things i root for most in life it's maryland people from maryland people from hbcus and Black folks. Chase Young is from Maryland and he's black. He's not, he didn't go to HBC. But like like Chase Young is a Maryland kid. So when a Maryland kid goes number two overall in the NFL draft, I think the highest ever that anybody from our state has been drafted. That was like a monumental day for me when that happened. Like that was actually what inspired me to write my book was Chase Young getting drafted. Like really, really you wrote a book? Yeah. Yeah. Um, shit. What is it called? Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm joking. No, no, I'm joking. No, it's PG versus Mocha. Um, it's on Amazon. Damn, I really forgot the name of my own book. That's crazy. Uh, so, no, I'm joking. No, PG versus Mocha, a memoir of high school football in the shadow of the nation's capital. The reason I wrote that, literally, the all seriousness stuff, the reason I wrote that was Chase Young getting drafted number two overall in 2020 is what inspired me to write that book. Because it was a monumental moment. But he really, in his first year, he looked like a generational talent, at least to an extent. Like, he only had seven and a half sacks, and it was a little bit concerning for some people. But I didn't, I try. I was one of those people that tried to talk folks off the ledge and like, yo, sack numbers aren't everything. You know, look at his pass rush win weight. That's such a confusing word to say. Pass rush win rate. Say that 10 times fast. Um... You look at that, you look at the other high-impact plays he makes, like, you know, he's forcing fumbles, he's running fumbles back for touchdowns, interceptions, like, he's making plays all over the place. All of that disappeared after his first year, even before he tore his ACL. His second year just was not good at all, and I don't know if he got into the clippings, I don't know what, but he just seemed to be not there anymore. Then he tore his knee up, so last year was spent rehabbing, so he wasn't going to have the year last year that you would have wanted for somebody coming off of a sophomore slump. This year, he finally kind of sort of, but you just look at him on the field and he's not like a game wrecker. Like he's not Nick Bosa. He's not Micah Parsons. It just never seemed, and it could be the defense in Washington because, you know, January 6th, Del Rio, um, like it, I don't know if it was the defense they were calling. I don't know what it was, but it just never panned out of Washington. It's also hard to play at home, too. That could be it. Just being all around people, you know, and, you know, maybe a change of scenery and getting away from all the foolishness 
it could be good for him. And also playing on that fucking D-line. <laughs> like, yo, you got a defensive line with the reigning defensive player of the NBA year. And, yeah, wow. Reigning defensive player of the year in the NFL who I don't give a fuck if he has started slow. He's going to pick it up. <laughs> he will. He will have one, at least one or two games this year where he remind people like, yo, that's how a white man rushes the quarterback. <laughs> you know, he's going to have a year. You have Javon Hargrave, who they signed to a crazy deal this offseason. They traded for Randy Gregory a couple weeks ago. You know, Ken Law in the middle, like Armstead in the middle. Like, it's not fair. And Cleveland Farrell's there too, but we don't care about him. It's not fair. It is not fair. Now you get a guy who's eighth in the NFL in pressuring the quarterback, not even sacking, just pressuring him. So he's going to get there. He just doesn't connect all the time. And I'm, now yeah. his, his job for connecting is so much easier simply because you can't double team both of them. You can't. They're going to give all the attention to Nick Bosa. It doesn't matter. That's part of the reason he's starting slow. He's getting double and triple teamed over there. Now you have somebody on the other side. That's going to eat it. That's so going to get his. This is going to get his. I, I was one-on-one most of the time against the right, against your right tackle who's typically not a better lineman. Right. He's definitely not more athletic. <laughs> so, like, you know, it, it, it's 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 nasty work. And, you know, they still – and they, they got Chase Young in the building. Last year, the big trade for them was Christian McCaffrey. And we've seen how that's worked out. This year, it's Chase Young. And he's clearly a rental. Like, they have no intention of re-signing him long-term. I could, I'd be shocked if they did because – they actually would be doing what Washington was about to do, which is paying four defensive linemen over 200 to $300 million a piece. Like, that would be crazy. And, I mean, yeah. I, I don't think we can consider him a rental just yet because he's not going to break the bank this offseason. He's going to get signed to something short-term because, like you said, he's had a few disappointing years. So this isn't going to be a, a T.J. Watt a Nick Bosa type contract, he'll probably get to maybe a one year deal or a two year deal just to be like, hey, you you gotta show us. No, sir, 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 do you know who his agent is? Do you know who his agent is? Is he part of Clutch? He is part of Clutch, yes. <laughs> he Rich Paul is his agent. That nigga is getting everything. He is getting wow. it all. I'll say come down to LA we're not keeping both of these pass rushers but no 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 but that's the point but that's the point I'm trying to say is he's getting a long-term deal it's just not with the 49ers they they know good and well this is a rental and if we don't win a Super Bowl this year it might be some people might get fired next summer if the 49ers do not win the Super Bowl now you have to ask some questions hey is it time to kind of uh, kind of blow this. We can do a mini blow up because there's too many pieces to say that we should blow it up. They can't blow it up. That's the thing. They, their their window is open for a little while, as long as Brock Purdy plays well, and as long as they don't have to pay him. As soon as Brock Purdy's, because he's not eligible for two more years. If they do not win a Super Bowl in the next two years, it might be troublesome. But it's not just uh, Purdy. Ayuk's got to get paid again. Uh, got has to get paid. I believe Fred Warner has to get paid again. No, I think uh, he got. Have, he he might have gotten paid they, already. They have a few guys that are like a. Uh, they have a few guys that together are going to make up a and, quarterback 
contract. So I'm like, well. And they just paid both, so his extension kicks in next year. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, Javon Hargrave, who they years signed. Years ago. Um, CMC's already been paid, I believe. I nope, think he nope, he's coming up. He's coming up? Well, he he's because his remember his contract that when they traded him, I think he had had like two or three years left. So and that's that's what I was about to say. I think next year is the end of his contract. Yeah, he's. I think he's still on his rookie deal. No, he got paid. He got paid by Carolina. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That, that extension, I do believe, ends next year. Right. So either way, yeah, you got a lot of big names, and that's before. Like I said, Purdy. The beauty of this with the Niners is Purdy still is not eligible to get paid for another two years. So you have that that you're looking down the horizon with, which we don't know what will happen yet. You know, but all signs point to they might keep him around for a while. So this could get Chase and them. Yeah, they have to win a Super Bowl now. You know, like and, and all, you know, like they've come up on the window multiple times. They've been to multiple NFC championships. You know they folded against the Chiefs in 2019. It's time to do it. It's time. And my thing is, I'm a Chase Young fan. I don't care if it didn't work out because he is a Maryland kid. I'm a Maryland kid. I root for Maryland kids like I told y'all. Like, it... it, I wanted it to work out so bad in D.C. Like, this is RG3 all over again for me. Like, it, it, this is literally the number two pick had an incredible rookie of the year campaign only to follow it up with a catastrophic injury that kind of ruined the back half of their career that they haven't quite yet recovered from at 24, 25 years old. The only difference is Chase's upside is still crazy. RG3's career was pretty much over. Chase's ceiling is humongous, but there's also one critical factor that I think we haven't thought about. Trent Williams? Trent Williams is 35. That too. So, he's great right now, but we, especially at the lineman position, we know how guys can go. Yeah, I was about to say, their bodies break down pretty, and even his, you know, like... Yeah. yeah, he's as, been as much- he's been elite for years. You don't want him to just become pretty good. <laughs> exactly, because then then he's not Trent Williams anymore, and you can't run the packages that you run with him. Right, and he's already been over the years had a a pretty lengthy injury history. He's had some very nasty injuries over the years, so his cliff could be catastrophic. So y'all better get it, and that's the only thing he's missing from his resume. That is one of the top five football players in the NFL today. And he has yes. been for like five or ten years now. The only thing that is missing from him is a couple all pros and a Super Bowl. And he's a lot for the first ballot of Hall of Fame. I mean, he's a first ballot regardless. I think now he's knocking on the door of well, he greatest tackles he of his generation top, types. A top ten lineman of all time. Right. Like he's knocking on that door. He 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 could be up there. We could start talking about him. Maybe not Larry Allen. He's probably not there yet. But we could start talking about him with like uh what's the well, dude's I name for still- Seattle? I would still say that he's a top fifteen of all time. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Of, yeah, no, but that's what I'm saying. He, he we just, we're gonna start talking about him up there with like Joe Thomas and absolutely Walter Jones from Seattle and 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 those guys. Like he's there. I don't know if he's Larry Allen quite yet. Actually, he's pretty damn close because Larry Allen was just as physically he was a tank. <laughs> I don't think Larry Allen is a fail, 
fair comparison. I think he's more Tyron Smith. I think he's a more athletic Tyron Smith. Yeah. Because both of them don't have the hardware to show for it, just like the skill in the awards. Right. Larry Allen, I think, has three Super Bowls. Yeah. And he was a Or at least two. I was, know at least he was I think he had three because he was he was probably there for the, the entirety of that dynasty in the nineties. That was a crazy de- Can you imagine that offensive line? Just Nate Newton at center, Larry Allen. <laughs> it's like, bro, that old line is unbelievable. And that's, yeah. But I say all that to say, yeah, they, the, the Niners better get it together. But yeah, these, those were some of the, 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 the major trades that happened. Now elsewhere, you know, obviously the NBA trade deadline is not for a couple of months. But already we've seen our first big trade of the NBA season because they were trying to upstage the NFL. While we were all sleeping on Monday... James Harden was traded to the Los Angeles Clippers as he wanted. And I say, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> because I don't. Really? It's okay. Like, if this were, you, you, you think about this. If this were like five or six years ago, this would have been much bigger of a deal to have James Harden because five years ago is when he won his MVP. So if you had James Harden, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, and Kawhi Leonard together five years ago, we would be talking about the Clippers as like, oh, they're the team to beat in the West. It happened at 2 a.m. in the morning, and literally nobody even thinks anything different the next day. It's like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> it, it, it just happened, but... If you've watched any kind of basketball over the last three to four years, anything, you should never ever depend on this Clippers team. Ever. You, you this I can I can pretty much say this is the most failed basketball experiment of the modern era and possibly of all time because you got Kawhi, you have PG, you have two guys who should be dominating. Neither one of them has made it to the playoffs. Um, Paul George didn't play any playoff games. Well, last year. with with the Clippers, because Kawhi is a two time Finals MVP. So. I mean, that that I'm only talking about their tenure with the Clippers. Uh, no, nothing else matters right now. But P, PG didn't play any games last year. Kawhi played two, and they both been perpetually hurt since they landed in LA. Right. I'm convinced Kawhi Leonard doesn't even like basketball. He's just that kid in PE who just happens to be good at it. He's like, well, fuck, it's better than working at AT and T. So. I don't see how James Harden makes anything better. Right. I mean, he could be there for insurance. Be like, oh, well, they got hurt. It's Harden time. Harden can't do anything by himself anymore. At this point, he's not a 30, 25 point per game guy. He's not it. And above all of it, you still didn't get better than Denver. I you argue st- you might not have gotten better than Phoenix either. Or LA. I mean, the other LA team. You're not even the best team in L.A. Thank <laughs> you. I think what people forget is on paper don't mean shit if you don't play on court. Right, which they don't. And that's my thing. My, my thing is this. Let's say even if they are all fully healthy, right? Somebody made, I think Stephen A. made this point. Wow, I can't believe I just said that. Um, But, it, it, but yeah, like... You look at the four players, like, if it were any other... Like, I, I joke that the Phoenix Suns are a glorified AAU team. They are. Which they are. Okay. But the Clippers definitely are. Because you're telling me James Harden and his iso ball for 20 seconds of the shot clock 
Russell Westbrook, who is one of my favorite players of all time, but like clearly we know what Russ is now. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. I mean, there is not enough balls in the gym. There's not. There's not enough time on the shot clock for all this one-on-one ISO dribbling. Like, (laughs) what is the? How is this gonna work? And then, not to mention, your bench got even thinner than it already probably was coming in because you had to give everything away. Even though somehow they were able to hold on to Terrence Mann because he was the one guy that they just would not get rid of, and somehow they they were able not to. Oh, and they got PJ Tucker in the trade. They got PJ Tucker, his old ass. And that's what I mean. Like PJ Tucker clearly took a down took a downturn last year, and now because you're you're that much thinner uh, as a team, he's gonna have to play significant minutes. Right. So you 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 have all that, and then you know what makes it even worse is that the Clippers have traded so many draft picks away. They really do not have any draft picks for like the next five, six, seven years. And three of these four players are going to be unrestricted free agents next year. They so if none of this works, two of them are Kawhi and 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 and, uh, and PG and then James Harden are all going to be unrestricted free agents next year. So if this does not work out, which I don't think it will, because it's the Clippers, it never does. You are going straight back to the old Clippers, the Donald Sterling era Clippers, where y'all were just terrible because you can't draft nobody. I mean, it's LA, so I guess people will want to sign there. But you're not going to want to give Paul George and Kawhi and James Harden all that money. So, y'all are going to be stuck if this this has to work out. Which and it, and it's crazy because this could not be worse timing for this because the NBA is as wide open as it has ever been. Like, it's no guarantees that you're going to do anything. You like you said, they're not better than Denver, especially without depth. And Phoenix, I'd argue they're not better than them. And then that's not even talking about the superpowers over in the East. You know, you got Miami. You got Boston. You have Milwaukee. All three of them have gotten better. Well, we, I mean, yeah, yeah, no, all three of them have gotten as better. As far as we can tell. As far as we can tell. So. Week long season we've had. Yeah. Like, it, it just, there's nothing, it, you know, they should be, because, like we said, they should be on paper. They should be unstoppable. You got two former MVPs, a two time finals MVP, and Paul George. It's funny that Paul George is just Paul George. It's, you know, like, it's, it's, you should be good. But because it's the Clippers, none of us can trust them. Because it's the Clippers and because, look, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, they are who who, who they show us. Not even who we think they are. And Harden they too. are who they show us. And what they show us is, look, we're injury prone. Because we haven't not been hurt since we got here. And, well... If you have two top 10, um, top 10 to top 15 players on your team, you should be, uh, you should be competent come playoff time. You should be a monster. You've shown us nothing because those two top 15, top 10 guys, whatever you want to consider them, they're never there. They're never there. And now you replace them with a guy who, let's be honest, also isn't the healthiest, but isn't at that point of his career where he can play like he did in Houston. Like you said, this was five years ago. We'd be talking about something. And then but also, but forget on the court. This man is a cancer, James Harden. He is a cancer. This man has forced his way off of, what, three teams? 
every team he's been every on team he's been on. And it's always somebody else. And it's not even like, you know, like we've seen players where it's like, bro, it's clearly a bad situation. You got to get up out of there. Like we, we've seen that happen. And we don't blame them for that. But yo, Houston, Daryl Morey bet over backwards to build that team in your image. Did everything possible for you. He brought in Chris Paul in his, when he was still pretty solid. You know, they, y'all came within a game seven of going to an NBA finals. Like he built Houston in your image. Did everything possible. His tenure in Houston was a hundred percent his fault. All y'all had no business losing that game six. So game, many of them. Game seven without Chris Paul. Hey, I, I'll talk, I'll charge that to the game. You know you need. No, 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 no. I ain't charging that. I ain't charging nothing to the game. <laughs> you should have won that game, bro. I mean, I guess yeah, whatever. They should have won game six. Like fam, you, you missed thirty straight fucking threes, and nine of them kept were going, four. bro. Just stop shoot. Just. And it's not like James Harden. You're you're not uh, you're not Duncan Robinson. You're not Kyle Korver. It's not your only job to shoot threes, nigga. You get to the goal at will, especially at that point of your career. You got to the basket, but no, you want to step up for that dumbass step back. You caused you to not have a ring. Now we we you could have got to the finals, and hey, what happens in the finals? We never know. But damn, you caused yourself the inability to even. Get there. Right, so you force your way out of Houston. Then you go to Brooklyn in one of the worst possible big three experiments we've seen in the modern era. It always happens with the Nets for some reason. They they have at least two of them because we remember the, their first attempt at a big three and that didn't work. Um, and then it didn't work again. If you tell me, tell me, look, look this is another thing. Like I said, if you would have told me about 10 years ago that you could get James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant all on the same team, and they don't even so much as get to an NBA Finals, they don't even so much as get to an Eastern Conference Finals, I'd have told you, shut the fuck up and get out of my face. I, I, I definitely have said, all right, you're, you're going to have to stop smoking whenever you're smoking. Like, boys, shut up. Like, get stop talking. You don't know ball. Like, I, I'd, I'd have been doing all of that. Like, but... Yeah, and granted, a lot of that was on Kyrie because you know when 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 you yeah look we we know no what it is. Ky- Kyrie's the exact same way. No team has survived Kyrie Irving. Ky- n- well, well, well. Well, yeah. except Boston. I will give you Boston. No, 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 no. Boston didn't. I'm talking about oh, uh, sixteen Cleveland, but that was because they had LeBron. Look, that's what I mean. Because they have LeBron, I will <laughs> so, say Boston survived because they're still successful without him. But they were down for like a couple of years too, in between. Yes, but, but they also had two budding stars that we just did not know were stars yet. No, but I'm talking about like in the years when they dra- like Boston was down, like when 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 Allen and Pierce and Garnett left, and there was like yeah, that down Boston period. Was definitely down. They were Kyrie down for was a there and they were good. Kyrie left. They were still good, and they're arguably they were just better. Young. Yeah, now they're, yeah, they're arguably better now than with Kyrie. That's why I said they're yeah. the only team to have survived Kyrie, right? Because the Brooklyn obviously got worse. <laughs> surviving Kyrie Irving with that documentary slayer. So, and then you go to Philly, basically in a swap for Ben Simmons, who ironically also was a cancer and forced his way out of a situation that he brought on himself and acting like he was the victim. Um, so you go to Philly and you're with Daryl Morey and you're old and you keep flopping again and you realize that people don't look at you the way that they did anymore and you 
I guess. I don't know why, but eventually you just started flaming out on Daryl Morey like he was the... And, and not to say that he was innocent, because I don't know what happened behind closed doors. I don't know what their conversations were like. And I'm normally pro player. But James Harden has done it to himself everywhere. Everywhere and he's gone. He's done it to himself. Everywhere he goes, he's not happy. And at a certain point, if you can't, if you yourself can't look at yourself in the mirror and say you're the problem, the organizations have to do it. And that's what happened here. It looks like is what happened here. So it's like, bro, <laughs> like it's now or never. It's really now or never because this is going to be, if you do not win a championship in Los Angeles, this is going to be your legacy. This is how people are going to remember you. Not for being one of the greatest scorers of your era as they should remember you. This is how they're going to remember you as the guy that forced his way off of three teams for literally no reason. And again, you're 34. 34. You got more time behind you in this league than you have ahead of you. And you didn't wiggle your way out of two. You don't have no more wiggle room to like force your way out of a team anymore. Oh, oh. Unless you were going to take the vet minimum, which no guy ever, ever, will. ever wants to. Like, no one ever wants to. And honestly, I think he's more prideful than Westbrook. So I, I, I don't think he's going to take the Westbrook route and just, you know, take that vet minimum. I don't see it. Yeah, he wants to get you. You got to max out while you can't get one more max. He wants that one more max deal. Get your money in there, whatever. But we'll see how it works out. I don't think it will because it's the Clippers. So, but yeah, James Harden is in LA now. So it's the, hopefully the last time we got to hear from him <laughs> until they flop in the playoffs again. Um, but oh, yeah, it never does. That being said. Welcome to our next segment. It is called You Played Yourself, and it's dedicated to people that should have sat down and ate their food. And now I understand Milwaukee, Wisconsin is a very interesting place because, you know, there are a lot of super fans that we think of in terms of celebrities. Like Los Angeles has Jack Nicholson, you know, um, Miami, Miami, you see DJ Khaled, you know, Spike Lee in New York. For some reason, Flavor Flav is the guy you see in Milwaukee. And um, nothing against Flavor Flav. You know, he's a legend, obviously, and whatnot. But I need to understand who, what, when, where, why, how this man was tabbed to sing the national anthem. And at first, I thought it was a joke. But, like, it it was dead-ass serious. It, it It was dead serious. Now, personally, I can commend him for getting in front of a couple hundred thousand, well, not that many, maybe like 60, 70,000 people in that arena. I can understand that is rattling, but, and I am here to make fun of America at any gesture. I am the most anti-American person that anybody will know, but my God, (laughs) it's like, bro, that national anthem was like, we need to have a conversation. How did this happen? No, I'm all for this. Let's let's get flavor play more often. You know, that's what America deserves, the way they've been acting lately. See, I think this is good to where so many people take shit so seriously. I'm like, this motherfucker wears a clock around his neck. Not a watch. A clock. And he's like 50 years old now. This is what the world needs right now. I'm all for, you know, equal rights and fighting, you know, a, a fucking genocide, which free Palestine, we're not here for all that. Right. Bullshit. Free Palestine, uh, bro. But and free Palestine. You, know, you just need a good laugh. 
and Flavor Flav has never been shy of providing that. The funniest thing is people don't know Flavor Flav's a real musician. He plays like five different instruments. And he found He's a public a enemy, obviously. He, he was the only one in Public Enemy who was an actual quote unquote artist when it comes to like music and not just rapping. Right. Like, of course, rappers are artists, but he's the one who plays for. He plays all the keys and he works with all the instruments and synthesizes all the other producer stuff. So when it came time to like pay Public Enemy, they were like him. He he, he can't go without him. We don't have a group anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's different. Like, yeah, I and like, I'm with you. That's why it was more just so funny because I'm just like, bro, who like how did this happen? How did this come about? Like, did he walk in the office? Like, I'm like, gotta, how do you how do you make this happen? Because y'all know the teams. Do not provide the entertainment for halftime. That's the venue. That's the whatever. Right. It's like outside companies and stuff. Like you, you yeah. outside vendors so, or whatever. I just want to know, like, how whose idea was like? You know who we can get to sing? Flavor fucking play. Because they're like, yeah, he's already at the games anyway. Like, like I said, he is their super fan. Like he's a Bucks super fan. Like that man is at every Bucks game, talking to players and stuff. Like Milwaukee celebrities are Flavor Flav. You know, everybody else is Jack Nicholson and. Sure, y'all have Jack Nicholson and Rihanna and 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 fucking DJ Khaled and Young Miami and P Diddy, but we got Flavor Flav over here. We got Flavor Flav. We Our can. entertainment value. Hey, look, we're already better than you. There's Flav. Right, we're already better I, than I, you. So it's like, yeah, Giannis can dunk from the fucking free throw line, probably from the three point line if he really put his mind to it. But did he make fight the power? Did he did he perfection did he make a spinning rim clock acceptable? Did he looking like a burnt turd find 30 women willing to go on a reality show with him? And like fall in love with him. <laughs> and look at them. Some of them looked bad. Some right. of them looked great He's and some good. of them were that man but is a legend. Give, that man is a legend. Is all we keep saying. Flavor Flav deserves everything, and he should sing the national anthem more often. Yes, and he probably will. This is probably not the last time we've seen. Him. This will not be the last time we hear of him singing national. Exactly. It, it it's it's yeah no yeah okay. Ha oh, man, now we gave Flavor Flav his flowers, and this next person we have to give them their flowers too. And this is well played, dedicated to normally to feel good stories, but this is not necessarily a feel good story but i wanted to give this person their flowers um for those of you who are familiar with the show friends uh matthew perry passed away this week um at the age of 54 he apparently drowned or they found him drowned somewhere i think like a pool or in his house or something but yeah um he was he played chandler on friends and they was there for the, that. I mean, I'm sure he did other stuff, but like I, we we know him, our generation. Like that's Friends, that's known for. Yeah, Friends is a damn good show. Like people give it flat and stuff. I I understand that they ripped off Living Single. I understand it, but Friends is still like a good show in its own right. And I've, I've I'm a huge Friends a Friends fan, so to see that news was very shocking. And and so you know, obviously. Rest in peace to him and thoughts and prayers with his family. Yeah, it, it, it's sad to see anybody go, especially at such a young age. I believe he's only like 54. Yeah, 54, which is like nothing. Yeah, he, he's two years younger than my dad. So that that's kind of how I see it. 
And, you know, Friends wasn't my favorite show in the world, but he played the hell out of Chandler. Chandler was he funny. Played. Chandler was like he the kind of dry humor that I that I do. Like the the, the jokes I be making, that's Chandler. Like he he's out there. The comic the comedic relief of like a dude that was just socially awkward and you know dealt with a lot of trauma and just kind of projected it in a lot of ways. And it was just yeah, Chandler was great. And the thing is, like Matthew Perry in real life dealt with a lot. Like I didn't realize how much he dealt with, but like you know he fought against alcoholism, you know. Uh, drug I've, abuse at times. I've heard, I've heard reports of he does not, he didn't remember, like very, barely remember the first like three seasons of Friends because he was so high. And if you watch them first three seasons, it's pretty believable. I mean, actors, man, they be going through, like some of the best actors go through some of the worst stuff in their personal lives, bro. I have been watching for the past like few months of net the the cast of Nesdi Classified, they have their own podcast. And they talk, since they were children in Hollywood, they talk about all the things that they go through that a lot of people don't realize. Like today's episode, being a teenager is already just a hard time of life. You're real insecure. Your hormones are going through it. And then I never thought about you, how adults get typecasted. Literally, you have to tell children, teenagers, A, you ain't pretty enough to ever be a lead role. So you got to be used to being the fat friend. I'm like, damn. And that's you at 15. So there's no telling. There's no telling what an actual adult has to deal with in the pressure of hell. This show being on on air for 10 years, damn near a decade, I want to say, of that most people don't even see you as you anymore. You are that character. Like it was one of the highest grossing and highest rated um, sitcoms ever. Like it's con- it's was- considered one of the number one- them and Seinfeld are like top two all time in terms of highest at- rated sitcoms. So at one at one point uh, in time, it was the highest grossing show of all time. Of all time, yeah. And it went for ten years. Like sitcoms don't go ten years anymore. You don't see ten no. seasons of anything anymore because this era yeah. we're in now of streaming and 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 stuff and people move on really fast. Like you're you're. It's very difficult for a show even back then too, but like. Especially now, it's very difficult for a show to last ten seasons. Ten? Yeah, most shows don't get three anymore. Right. Some barely get one. <laughs> it's like, yo, we got one season of the Get Down. We got two seasons of uh, Winning Time. We got, two, we got two seasons of the Get Down. Oh, the Get Down. Yeah, I still haven't watched it. Actually, I have to go down and watch that. But you, you know, yeah. But you, you, you very rarely does a show like shows very rarely get a chance to end on their own terms. And like we got that with Friends, and you know they've had their flowers over the. Obviously, they've received their criticism for a number of things, justifiably so. Like the fact that there were no black people. You tell me in the middle of Manhattan, you couldn't find no black folks. You can <laughs> find- none, except for we, like two, we, two or three. And we're not even saying they got to be part of the main cast. But like, come on, dog. It's New York. You can throw a rock outside and hit somebody with some melon. And you got to... In the 90s at that. Like, bro, New York in the 90s? You tell me there were no black people? Come on now. Like, I understand if, if Friends would have came out in 2010, that would have made sense because of gentrification. <laughs> but, yes, but I'm like... In the 1990s, there were no black people in New York? Come on now. No, like, fam, How I Met Your Mother, I think, did it the best way. Like, of course, that main cast was all white, but like every every other episode, the main cab driver was was some kind of uh, Middle Eastern guy. I don't know what to call him, but he's in every other episode. They have black friends. They have other people 
or in the show on the regular. They just not part of the main cast. Like, come on, man. There's better ways to do it. Plenty of you can't. It's New York. You couldn't just find one stereotypical black guy to tell black jokes. Like you had the two. Like Gabrielle Union was in there. She played like a love interest that they were dating, and then there was the uh, the girl. I forgot her name now. That she's on. Whose line is it anyway? Now, oh, what is her name? Oh. She played Ross's girl uh, girlfriend who at the time in the show, but she was in there too. Like you know, but that's two people in ten seasons. Yeah, two, you two know? people so in hundred plus episodes in a decade. Right, but that that but we say all that to say like you you know rightfully so there were friends had their issues in 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 terms of the show itself and then ripping off a black show with living single, obviously. That being said, in a vacuum on its own, it was a good damn show. Matthew Perry was one of the best characters in the show, especially his dynamic with Joey. You know, Chandler and Joey were like the dynamic duo for real. Like those two were great. So, ha ah, man, it's gonna be is gonna miss Matthew Perry. Like we said, you know, rest in peace to him and prayers to his family and stuff. So, yeah. And yeah, with that being said, wrapping this thing up, let's play a game. You know, I got some good questions this week. Obviously, this past week was Halloween. We saw some really fantastic costumes. And that's why we're here. I got to ask you, the best costumes you saw, whether it was in person, whether it was somebody you saw in the NBA, who was the best costumes that you saw this this past week? Oh, let's see. I did enjoy uh, Michael Parsons being, uh, being a literal lion because a reporter asked him, would you wear that out in public? And I was like, he's like, hell yeah. Who gonna, who gonna say something? And I'm just like, it's even funnier when you realize he's the size of an actual lion. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't say that to him. Um, I think one of the best ones I saw yesterday was uh, Weatherman. I do not know for what station or where it was, but he was wearing a cloud, like a cloud costume across his waist, and he was wearing the green screen colored pants. So, you know, against the backdrop, he'll disappear. So it looked like he's just from waist up, floating cloud. As yeah. a weatherman, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's what that's what we like to see. And you know, there's always the the more risque costumes. Oh, we, we love risque. We love risque. We love risque. But you know, dude, as a cloud and a weatherman, come on, man. I see cheeks all the time. I don't see a cloud. Yeah. I don't see a cloud. Although I do like cheeks, I prefer. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a cheeks man. So like seeing Chloe Bailey as the last girl was beautiful. It was just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I saw a video on TikTok of somebody in a Dak Prescott costume in the bar doing his quarterback dance, or not dance, but like his quarterback <laughs> thing. Yeah, in the middle of the bar. That jump was sensitive. I, I tried to get it on Sports Center, but like obviously, you know, we didn't have time. But like it was. <laughs> that jump was. That Texas shit I've ever heard of. Oh, that happened. I, it, that happened. I wouldn't be shocked if it was. I don't know where it was because the video didn't say, but like that was great. Um, in the NBA uh, and the NFL, obviously Miles Garrett is just better than all of us. Like he, he just does it better. His house was incredible. The Creeper costume that he wore to the stadium was incredible. Um, Jose Alvarado's jigsaw was great. <laughs> Steph Curry's jigsaw was great as well. Uh, Jose Alvarado couldn't ride the trike. Yeah, because it was too big, you know. But you know, um, Paul George is setting himself up for failure because the the where's the where's Waldo outfit 
is come going on, to man. come back to haunt him, bro. You know better. <laughs> you gotta know better, bro. Because if y'all don't show up, this is gonna make its rounds. Where is Paul though? You it's literally good. said that in 4K, bro. This is gonna come back, bro. Yes, by me. And I'm me. Gonna watch and it's me. Gonna be. Yeah, no, we're gonna come back to his costume. It's gonna be circulating in about six months if they fall, if they come up short again. And especially if he doesn't play well, like if he, it'd be one thing if they come up short and he balls out, but like if he, if they come up short and he's not playing or he's playing, but he's not playing well, oh man, we're going to remember this. So that, that could be interesting. Victor Wembanyama as uh Slenderman. That, now that is fucking terrifying. That was, yeah, imagine a seven, four slender. Oh my Lord. <laughs> Only thing scarier that was a few years ago with LeBron in his Pennywise costume. Oh, For yeah. one, can you imagine this? Somebody did say that. Imagine seeing a six eight Pennywise, six eight two seventy Pennywise. I'd be like, hey, just take me because they should. There's you no more to fight. What am I? I can't out. I can't outrun you. Or imagine Michael Myers. Like imagine like a six eight two seventy Michael Myers, bro. Like. Um, like I might be able to outrun you for like three seconds. It's like, bro, I, you got if, if you're LeBron, I can't outlast you. I'm nowhere near the kind of shape LeBron is in. Fuck, I'm supposed to do. Imagine I just got to <laughs> It's like y'all know I'm good. I'm dead. I'm dead. Take. I'm, I'm dead. It's one of those. Catch a bullet. Jesus, not even gonna ask. He'll be like, I know, fam. Come on in. Come I on know. in. Come on. I know. So why are you here? I, Matter of fact, don't even say it. I saw it. Don't even. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Hey, yo, can he? Can he get a? Can he get a Slurpee? Like, he need a Slurpee. God, right he now. been through it today. Come on, <laughs> it's like, yeah. Uh, but we. With that being said, though, it was a fun Halloween this year. I saw a lot of, especially on TikTok, just seeing it like the Montgomery Brawl fits. I saw um, a Cat Williams. Winnie Harlow was Cat Williams, which was fantastic. I saw. Uh, a lot of those. But yeah, we got to wrap things up, you know, because now it is officially November, which means that Mariah Carey is just around the corner. <laughs> you know, that it, all I want for Christmas is just thawing out. And it also means that, you know, this lineup, see, if I wasn't born in spring, because I'm somewhat loyal to spring, but like fall is really got my loyalty, bro. Like the lineup, the food lineup is crazy. You get candy in October. Thanksgiving in November, and then Christmas cookies and, and gifts and stuff in December. Like, this is an incredible lineup. Look, it, it's a great time of year. It's a great we time. Make, we can just make it a little warmer. Just, little. Just, a, just a tad. Just a tad. Like, it ain't, it ain't got to be in the 90s or nothing, but if we could get a consistent 60 to 75. I maybe, mean, even, I, maybe even 50. I'll, I'll take 50s, but like, bro, bro 30? You know? You know that, that dreaming of a white Christmas? You can keep it. I'm going to stay awake. Well, we don't really get white Christmases in D.C. like that. Really? And the last couple of years, no. But above the Mason-Dixon, they do. Like, Connecticut, it be snowing all the time up here. Man, when I see... <laughs> my, first, my first winter up here, I had to get, like, a heavy-duty shovel. It was the first time I had to get one. Oh, a shovel? I mean, not shovel, Bro. but a, um, the car scraper thing. Car scraper, fam, I just pour hot water on that bitch. I understand, I, that's not a good idea. <laughs> I understand that's not a good idea, but when you got to go, you got to go. I don't be having time for all that, bro. <laughs> just, I'm already tired getting up at three in the morning to go to work in television because you people. No, I'm playing. Sure. But 
Yeah, we have reached the end of another fantastic episode. I want to shout out to Jamal and, you know, for, for being out here and, and, and taking part in this episode and the shenanigans. Um, but yeah, thank you, my brother. Thank you, sir. You know, always a pleasure to be here. Talk the ignorant shit and, you know, get some play-by-play analysis. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And yeah, so play-by-play analysis podcast. It's your boy, Devin Ashby, SKA Play-by-play. If you know, you know. If you don't know, don't worry about it. Happy belated Halloween to everybody out there. Happy first week of November. And we will see all of y'all at G-Ho, all the fine women like that. Free Palestine, free the Congo, free Hong Kong, free Taiwan, free Sudan, free everybody, bro. You know? Free all oppressed peoples around the world, bro. I'm with it, bro. So we gonna see y'all when we see y'all. Deuces. Yep.